Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Listen to me and listen to me closely. The Miami Heat are NBA championship contenders. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. What do you see ahead for Miami? Get set. A championship. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. I'm agreeing with Kenny. I don't think Miami's got a good chance at all. Did you think then that something like this would be possible? Damn right. Boston, I'm on the way. Go Heat. Now. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh oh, Celtics fans! What happened? As Kevin Harlan said last night, Jimmy friggin' Butler happened. Bam Adebayo happened. Max Struess, he happened. Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry. Last, certainly, but not least, Spo happened last night. One game to none. Only the fifth team in the history of the NBA to win game one on the road and its first three playoff series in a single postseason. Jeanette, one game to none. Heat. Doesn't get much oh, better. Ah, God. Say, how did you open the show? Say it one more time. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. The Miami Heat mm-hmm. are NBA championship contenders. They are seven wins away from an NBA title. I am probably going to have this misconstrued, probably going to have someone like Jeanette jump all over me about this, but I have truly, truly, Because I I went through it in March with FAU. I have truly, and it's going to sound extremely canned. It's going to sound coach speaky. It's going to sound very bland. I have truly tried to enjoy every Heat playoff game one single game at a time. The old adage, take it one game at a time. Now, as a fan, I mean, that's preposterous. But... I I really never left that mindset from the NCAA tournament calling all the FAU games on radio because that truly is when you're in it and when you're sitting down and you're watching Dusty May go through the game plans and and, uh, Stone can attest to it. As FAU was going through the tournament, I was texting him. Not, Not the exact FAU game plan. I'm not giving away secrets, but I would tell him, hey, just saw what Dusty has cooked up. Watch out for this, 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 this. This is how FAU wins. And sure enough, Memphis, Fairleigh Dickinson, Tennessee, Kansas State. Every time, everything I texted you came to fruition, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Like to a T. Why didn't you text me? I'm sorry. I, I, Why I, didn't I, you text me? That's the thing I'm really pissed about now. Sorry. I came in a really good mood. Struck into the intro. It was gr- you fantastic. Were actually. I Broke saw the that. mic. Uh, you broke the mic I again, two for two. I was as heck, and now you brought me down. <laughs> Texting Stone. 
Okay. Not me about FAU men's basketball. It, it went from clipboard guy to clipboard well, guy. I, I don't know if if I started texting you things about drop coverage and Xing, would you have any idea what I'm talking about? No, but okay, I would love it. You. It's okay. like you. It's like when your friends don't invite you to the party, but that you knew you couldn't go, but you still wanted to be <laughs> invited. Just, well, well, Evan Cohen, uh, ESPN West Palm legend, his thing was always, I'm not going to go to this thing you're doing, but I at least want an invite. All right. Fair enough. I understand where you're coming from, and I'd like to formally apologize to you. Uh, But when you're in that, it truly is one single game at a time. When FAU was about to take on Memphis, wasn't paying attention to Fairleigh Dickinson after they beat Purdue. After FAU beat Fairleigh Dickinson, wasn't paying attention to anything past Tennessee, right? Uh, So you just, you're always locked in, laser focused on what's ahead. Even the Elite Eight game against Kansas State. Did it briefly cross your mind? Oh, man, these guys could be in Houston for the Final Four. Yeah, but then that's quickly extinguished because you got freaking Marcus Noel on the other side, you know, who had just uh, dropped 20 assists on Michigan State, okay? <laughs> so I that mindset, it has not abandoned me, and I have not abandoned it during this Heat playoff run. And I think, too, when you're the eight seed like the Heat were, and and Jeanette, you've already given me a ton of crap because I did openly say, and I stand by it, after that Hawks play-in game, I sat here on this microphone and I said, if the Heat don't give a damn about the uh, fighting to get into the playoffs, then I don't give a damn about the Heat fighting to get into the playoffs. If they don't care, then I don't care. And I, I stand by that because it was so dismal and it was so listless and it was so lifeless. Why should I? I invest my time if they aren't investing their time. I mean, is it that at least at least a modicum fair? I know you still criticize me for that, but is that at least a little modicum fair? If that team that I spend my time and my money on doesn't care, why should I care? It's fair, but your exact quote was, Let's get this series yeah. over with. No, you're right. I did say that. Let's just get this over with. Let's just get this that over with. That was your exact quote. So I'm gonna correct you every time. I'm proud of your growth. <laughs> Uh, and you too, Stone. Uh-huh. And you had a weird comment yesterday. I hope we get the audio from. But I'm proud of your growth, and you're finally on me. That the Miami Heat is not even my number one team. I know. But I know about Jimmy Butler. I know about playoff Jimmy. So it's weird to me that I, I trusted this team before both of y'all. I, but I, welcome to the other side. I just know that I saw an 82-game sample size into an 83-game sample size, and it largely sucked. Really hard. Yeah, in a sense, it was historic, right? They were the worst three-point shooting team in the league. Mm-hmm. They scored the least amount of points in, uh, I think, only four other teams yeah. in the association. So right. what we saw from them in those And they took a games, precipitous drop defensively. Yeah, and guys were hurt left and right. You were getting Lowry, couldn't play the full season. Tyler was banged up here and Kyle there. Kyle Lowry like, couldn't play like a full week <laughs> of the season. Right, so, so all these things, the recipe... To get to an Eastern Conference final, let alone the finals, was not there. There was no recipe. They just had some ingredients, and they didn't know what to do with them. Max Struess was the only recipe that allowed the Heat into the playoffs. Yeah. With his 30-piece against the Bulls in a game that they trailed with three minutes left to go in that second play-in game. So, I truly, when you're in that spot, and you have an eight seed like the Heat that were uh, anything but competent during wide swaths of the regular season, I... you go into game one against Milwaukee, and you're like, oh, man, that was unexpected and fun. There's no way they can really do this, but that was awesome. Like, that's good. They battled. That, that, that looked like good battling Spo Heat basketball. Then they get blown out game two. You're like, all right, all right. And they didn't even have Giannis. You're like, all right, well, that was fun. And then all of a sudden, they looked like the Heat of last year more. 
and more and more. But when you're an eight seed after such a listless regular season, you can't just throw yourself into, oh, title contenders. It's got to be game three bucks, game four bucks, game five bucks. Jimmy Butler, 56 points. I, I, I mean, my most enjoyable part of the NBA season was Jimmy Butler's 56 points in game four against the Bucks. It was after that point, Jeanette, where I said to myself, hey, if this doesn't work out for the Heat, like, we had that. We had that, and that's enough for me this year to hang my hat on that that was, I'm so glad that happened that I'm good the rest of the way. So it sounds like you have always doubted the Miami Heat no. until last night. Not doubted. So is last, no, it sounds like you've, you've, you haven't been as confident Okay. In the team until last night. To come on air and open the show saying that they are championship contenders, I feel like that was the first time you said it and meant it. I am ha- I right or am I wrong? I don't think at all in this playoff run I've said that the Heat are championship contenders. I don't think at any point. We didn't want to embarrass ourselves. I don't think at any point I've said the Say Heat are title contenders. We've seen an eight beat a one before. Sure. The Golden State Warriors with Baron Davis, who beat the Dallas Mavericks with the MVP Dirk Nowitzki, they were never title contenders. The Denver Nuggets with Dikembe Mutombo as an eight seed, beating the one seed Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Seattle Supersonics, they were never title contenders. I was not ready with an eight seed Heat team at any point before last night, even with the joy of beating the Bucks in the fashion in which they did it, come from behind and glorious, and then to stick it to the New York fans. I mean, that that I didn't even have time to think about the Heat maybe being title contenders because there was so much laser focus on making sure that that second-round series hurt Knicks fans, just hurt them, pained them, uh, because there was such belief on their end that they were title contenders it was so fun to splash cold water on that. It never occurred to me that, oh, the Heat are title contenders. It was so focused on the Knicks. But last night, after the Heat go plus 21 in the third quarter, get a critical three from Kayla Martin, a critical three from Jimmy Butler in the closing minutes of the fourth quarter, get the defensive stops they need. After the game, I think to myself as I'm sitting in my bedroom and I'm awash with Heat glory, heat satisfaction, getting to my normal routine of trolling Celtics fans and Bostonites. This this popped into my head for the first time, Jeanette. The Heat are seven wins away from an NBA championship. The Heat are three wins away from winning the Eastern Conference. And I can't deny it anymore. The Miami Heat are title contenders. You have come such a far away. From where you when from I, postseason, and it's nice for you to finally admit it, and not only that, but believe it. Congratulations I, on finally believing in heat culture. I, it's not that I don't believe in heat culture, and it's not that I, mm-hmm. I, I it, and it's not that I haven't believed that the Heat can do heat things in this postseason. It just felt like this team was so limited, and then you have the Tyler Hero injury. You've got Jimmy's ankle. 
how could you look ahead with a Heat team that was so underwhelming all year long, and then even in this postseason has been so injury-ridden, and then flippy-floppy Josh Hart slide-tackling Jimmy Butler in game one of the Knicks series, and so there's a constant vigil over his balloon-sized ankle. How could you even think about the Eastern Conference Finals? How could you even think about the NBA Finals? But now... After Jimmy looked like healthy Jimmy for the first time since game one of that Knicks series. And and this is maybe the biggest reason why I sit here and I can't deny any longer that the Heat are title contenders. Bam Adebayo has been playing his ass off for the last handful of games. This is the best postseason Bam Adebayo has ever had. The balance is there. Is he going to score 35? No. But is he working his backside off around the rim, throwing his body around, being an imposing figure, and making people feel him? The answer to that is an unequivocal, undeniable yes. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are enough now for the Heat to be title contenders. Kevin Love is the veteran that the Heat needed to replace P.J. Tucker. Gabe Vincent is frustrating, but then does things that make you say, my God, he is invaluable. Max Struess, we went from him, us saying, please just cut this guy, to... He's not going to be on the Heat next year because a team's going to gobble him up. Uh, Caleb Martin, what a warrior that guy is. The Heat are title contenders. I, I, you know what? I, I really hate that you left Kyle Lowry out of that. Because and I, Kyle Lowry and his big, thick backside which, has gone back to Toronto Raptors version. Shout out to him and the quick change that he did for the post game. Interview going on he at TNT. Good, yeah. he looked good. I was hey man, like, that he dude can off. he can fill out a pair of jeans yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, mean, a, and a tux. Uh huh. He cleaned up nice. Yeah, I think Kyle Lowry he he deserves a moment too. I think just his presence on the court, even for the opposing team, just to know that a guy like Kyle Lowry who's been in this exact spot, Kyle Lowry, the Heat are not in this spot if not for Kyle Lowry. Sure, sure, and I, and I I feel the exact same way. But I think for Ken's sake, if, if I had to defend Ken, because I was on, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ken. I, I, I ride with Ken, and I don't care that I'm not safe. <laughs> Jeanette's not ready to take it easy on you and, either. And I don't, I and, I, and, and I think I still feel the same way. I, I, I don't really? think I'm, I, I'm there yet to consider this team title contenders, but I, I think in Ken's sake, to be on the air in this big of a market, to outwardly say this team that they're title contenders, it's almost malpractice, right? Because when you look at this roster, when you look at this roster... This roster should not be a title contender. This roster should not be in the playoffs. It's not the first time the Miami Heat have done well, this with you saying no, that. Is, They've and, always been a G League team. That's the point. Like, Jeanette's right about this. Yeah, but there are more undrafted but, guys on this team that we've seen in the past. But here's the... And that's maybe, never mattered to maybe, that organization. Right. And, and Jeanette's right about this. And maybe we're playing the result off the regular season. I... I, I, in retrospect, may have been dumb to just sit there and say, oh, this team in the regular season sucked So by, by heat standards, so why should I believe that this team can be what I have preached it is, and that's heat culture? It, that's on me for not thinking that once they got into the postseason, they couldn't do something. That that is, uh, in retrospect, a massive whiff on my part because Jeanette's right. I, do I trust Bo and Jimmy, or do I not? You and I did not until <laughs> last night. Give me your Miami well, Heat hat. 
I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I trusted, I trusted them, but I. Have you washed that hat yet? Why would I wash this hat? No, are you okay. insane? You even wash I mean, hats? you wear you, it every single to? day. I don't. I wash all my hats. <laughs> I, I, I just dork. It's not that I didn't trust in this team and trust in Spo once the playoffs started. It is that I did not think there was enough here. Like, to get through the Bucks would have been a win in and of itself. For like, Spo sure. and Jimmy beat the best team in the regular season. If you go out in the second round, so be it. But then you jump out, you win at Madison Square Garden, and then you win that series in six. Should have probably won it in four if it wasn't for Scott Foster in game two. And you know what this is? This is just heat stuff. Like I, I didn't. I thought that the the heat window had closed. And what the Heat are doing, though, to Jeanette's point, this is heat stuff. This is stuff that I wouldn't bat an eye if this was last season. Mm. Also, uh, something else that I was correct on about the Miami Heat was Bam Adebayo. You told me, and I was done. I was so frustrated with Both him. Both of y'all were dogging him. I was so frustrated with him in the Bucks series. And then once they got past the first round, Bam Adebayo has looked like the shades of the bubble Bam that we saw. I mean, Bam has been a monster. Bam it, always comes in the clutch in whoa, ways that you don't expect. Whoa. 100%. That's uh, not true. It, it, I, I mean, think so. It, I, that's what I've always seen. The hope analysis remember, here from Jeanette Javier. Did you watch the playoffs last year? <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, he had uh, he had two good games against the Celtics. Before that, he was useless. Yeah, every... every same th- what is happening right now? That is Bam. Every, That's Bam's Every M-O. bit of doubt. Bam's so much better this postseason than he was last postseason. Yeah, every bit of doubt thrown towards Bam out of Bio's way has been warranted. Right? There's no denying it. What he's been able to do... How offensively liable he is at times is a real conversation but, to have. But over the last five games, he has not been a liability at all on offense. He is at making all. so many people, including me, eat so much steaming bleep. And I think it follows the I effort. It. I think it comes effort to offense for Bam. Because one, when he's giving that effort, when he's getting these boards, when he's crashing, doing the things that you don't necessarily see on the stat sheet, yeah, it translates to offense. And that's what we're seeing Bam, and, and we're happy that he's doing that. But there, there is nothing that Bam has showed us in last postseason, up and early, early this postseason, to give us a little bit of hope. But here we here we are. You know, I am putting it in the mental, in the back of my noggin here. Her noggin. Of my noggin, that next postseason, I'm going to save all of the receipts. Not only from both of you, but from me, of what I've said to prove you guys wrong. Because it sounds like I was right for well, most of every time. I think Jeanette... Jeanette is also an optimist. For and, sure. And I think uh, from, a, from a basketball standpoint. From a fandom standpoint. You're still, a ma- you, you're still support the Orlando Magic. There's no, 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 okay. there's no more optimism that can be had than hanging in with that poverty franchise. You, well, I think you're confusing optimism with loyalty. Okay, got it. <laughs> you, can, okay? you can hate something but be loyal to it. Got it. I don't hate them, first of all. You I'm should. Sure I, I, you should, actually. I would hate them if I was a fan of you theirs as well. You know when something's hurt you so much that you just become immune to the pain? It's like, just... That's the Orlando Magic. Please, please hurt me. Well, last year was a sign of hope, and we had the Rookie of the Year now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like they're, it's, they're, nice, they're nice to me now. Um, the, the Heat are title contenders. You can't deny it anymore. They are seven wins away from an NBA championship. Seven wins away... From an NBA championship. They are three wins away, Jeanette, up one game to none after winning in Boston from going to the NBA Finals, from winning the Eastern Conference. It's wild. But it really just hit me last night. I have not once said the Miami Heat are title contenders because everything just seemed 
like it was, you know, you, you take what you can get. You're really focused on game by game by game. But now, you can't deny it anymore. The Heat are title contenders. What I am curious about is when did you, whether you're a Heat fan or not, when did you admit to yourself, have you admitted to yourself, that the Heat are title contenders? And if so, when did that happen? Have you admitted to yourself, Heat fan or not, that the Miami Heat are NBA championship contenders? And if so, when did that revelation come to be? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Uh, can can we hear real quick Kevin Harlan on the Jimmy Butler three? This is from TNT last night. Jimmy Butler in a 117-110 game, shot clock running down, and Jimmy Butler ices the game away with this. Jimmy freaking Butler. That's right. Jimmy freaking Butler. I, I mean, I just got goosebumps thinking that. I watched that on TV and I, my mouth opened. I was like, ah, this is awesome. This is what we live for. Plus 21 in the third quarter. Plus 21 in the third quarter. The Heat absolutely run rough shot over the Celtics team. Now, Ms. Heat optimism, Ms. Heat culture. When did you admit to yourself then, since you've been so critical of me? When did you, your brain, tell you, hey, the Heat are NBA championship contenders? Just think about that. Not, oh, they can make some noise in the postseason, but NBA championship contenders. When they beat the Bucks. So when after they took down the number one seed. In five games. Absolutely. I was like, all right, Miami Heat have definitely turned up. This is why I never doubted them when they made it to the postseason. Go off, Jimmy. And especially when Jimmy hit the 56. I was like, yeah, this is, this is classic. Heat culture right here. The Jimmy 56 did make me start to think that comeback and the Jimmy 56 and him just going off. That was an out-of-body experience. I mean, that was spiritual. Imagine being there and being drunk. Stone was there and drinking Henny. Henny and Coke. I remember that. Good for you, Stone. I just... That that made me think, wait a minute, there might be something here because that just doesn't happen with an eight seed. And Jimmy is back to Jimmy playoff mode. Because Jimmy, if you remember, was bad against Atlanta, and he was rough against Chicago as well. So there was no playoff Jimmy in those play-in games. They needed playoff Struess. Um, uh, so I just... I, I don't I, I it finally occurred to me last night that the Heat are title contenders. Maybe I'm late to the party. Maybe that's on me, and I'll own that. I'll own that. But Jeanette Jeanette thought, and I because we were on the air with her the day after the Heat knocked off the Bucks, and she was already talking about, hey, this team has something. You got to believe. You got to believe this is Heat culture. So I, I mean, Jeanette, you're not BSing us. That's no. when you thought it. So number one, when have I ever BSed you guys? A lot. <laughs> number two. <laughs> It's interesting to me because Stone's not where you are yet and where I've been. So, Stone, what do you need to say how Ken started the so show with? you're not there yet? I'm not there yet. He said it earlier today. I'm not there yet. I thought yet. I misheard him maybe or he misspoke. No. But, so, you, you're not there yet. Yeah. For Even I, after a win at TD Garden in Boston, game one, three games away from 
the NBA Finals, three wins away, you're not there yet. Watching Jimmy go 56. No, and I understand what Jimmy's capable of, but coming into this series, one of the things that we said is we were scared of that lineup when you start Al Horford and we start Robert Williams at the big because we said the Miami Heat, they go through their scoring lulls, and once they do that at any point during any of these games, whether it takes four or whether it takes seven, they're going to get blown out. They're going to face a 12-0 run from Boston and things are going to get dark, which they did last night. But what, what really scares me is though they shot 54% from beyond the arc last night, the Miami Heat did. They shot 51% from the field, okay? That is not sustainable. Like that, Why not? those are scary, scary, because they just- It's the same story that everybody's been it, saying it, from the beginning. Yeah, it, but, it is the same story. That's what I'm Because I was guys. told that the Heat couldn't do that in a sustained series against the Bucs, and they did. And, yeah. and, and they did, but this is, the, if they were to do it- the Bucs are better than the Celtics. If they were to do it, I'm just saying that I think they're going to regress to the mean. Now, am I rooting for Boston outright in game two? No. But do I think things are going to get a little ugly? I think we see a 40. Like, I, I just think that Boston's coming, and I think they win that next game by double digits. What's, what it's going to take for me. Which doesn't matter. Which, which doesn't matter. Which does not matter. I understand that. But what it's going to take for me is a series lead here. For the, for, for the pressure to all fall on Boston. And then Boston's feeling some of the pressure right now. There's no doubt about it. Losing that game one at home. And TD Garden's a funeral home at this point, with the Bruins and the Celtics and everything going on. If the Heat get up in this series, whether it's 2-1, whether it's 2-0, I'll have the utmost confidence that they're All title right. contenders. I just think that Boston is the great equalizer and that shooting 50% from beyond the arc and the field is not easy to do. They're going to regress to the mean. It is not easy to do. Here is my counter to that. And, and it, the Heat are not going to shoot over 50% from three in every game of this right. series. What I would say is the Heat shot the ball well from deep extremely proficiently against Milwaukee. And then against the Knicks, it bottomed out. And the Heat still won that series in six and still stole a game at Madison Square Garden and still found a way to protect their home court every single step of the way. So you say regress to the mean. What if the Heat three-point shooting already regressed and now it's back on the way up? Like that, That's my counter to that. And I love it, right? Because trends are a real thing, and everybody wants to fight them. But you go down, up, down, up. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's hard to to defend in a sense like that. But I, I think can you understand shooting fifty four percent from beyond the arc is you're not going to lose a basketball game doing that. You're just not. Like there's no way you can. And for Boston's sake, shooting thirty four percent, like ten or thirty last night. Like they can score at will when they're on, and that's going to be something the Heat are going to have to withstand. Last night they did it. Um, me being optimism again, you look at those numbers and doesn't it say that the Miami Heat do whatever it takes to get that dub? <laughs> Execute? Yes. Execute, sure. And so, for that like, sake, it's hard to. And there's, there's so one thing. So they might not fulfill that stat, but they might do some other one to get the win, to and, go up 2-0. And I hear that. It, again, it, it, it's tough to defend, but there's one thing that, that sticks out to me that I, I have in my pocket that that is such a Heat stat. And, and me and Ken, we spoke about this before the show even started. The Heat this postseason are winning games at a 75% clip when they go down 10-plus points. So when they go down— I've never heard of that before. When they go down 14 points, there's a 75% chance they win that game <laughs> this postseason. So so it, oh, is that sustainable? Man. Shrug my shoulders. I'm not Dude, necessarily it's whole, sure. It's been the whole postseason. But it's though. been the entire postseason. Right. So when these guys go down, you can have confidence in them. You're allowed to. Jimmy showed you that— you're allowed to do that. Stone just cracks me up because he's like, look at all this good stuff that Miami <laughs> Right. Oh, I'm waiting for them to fail. Right. I'm waiting for them to not hit 50 Regress to the mean. Oh, look at these numbers. I Dude, just stop. don't. I just don't. Stop. I don't want to take the route that you're taking 
Because when Boston wins game two, 127 to 104, things are going to get a little bit of, whoa, okay, here we go. Let's dial back in. Let's dial back in. We have a series. We're in it for a dogfight here. But to think that this this series is going to be fun, easy, heat, culture, this and that. I, Nobody said that. I know. You I mean, I, I think Jeanette, that. I think Jeanette is taking that right on. I don't think it's the no, safe one here. I think that she has a belief that, uh, that, that this team is going to give the Celtics problems over would you rather be in the LA Lakers position right now or the Miami Heat position right now <laughs> that, that's a great question because I kept hearing after game one of the Nuggets Lakers series oh the Nuggets should be concerned Nuggets should be concerned because the Lakers played one proficient quarter um oh oh, oh the, the Nuggets figured it out uh, I'd rather be up one game to none with a win on the road than the Lakers right now yeah, even despite that tired analysis of oh Nuggets should be concerned oh oh they're the ones who are up one game to none and put up 120 something points it, on the Lakers it's a phenomenal question. I don't have an answer for it. I, I don't have know an answer. What spot. The heat. Mm, I mean, it's a tough spot. And, and, it's pretty cut and dry, right, Jeanette? That's what I've been saying the whole time. And for all of the... Uh, for all the heat optimism and stuff, it's been... it's What's the month? May. It's May 18th. I haven't said a damn word about these Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. You guys clowned and clowned and clowned and clowned. They're not a playoff team. They're not, I mean, this team is well, just as much of a contender for a title. That was before the trade deadline when they completely retooled no, 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 the no, no, roster. I, I will own up because I own up to my words at times. Um, you guys have been dead silent on the case. Dead silent. I, know, I, I understand care. it's not the market Dude, and it's not the spot to yeah. do it, but we're it is in, LeBron James. It is South the Los Florida. Angeles Lakers. gives a flying blade? A lot of people. Are we not going me. to live on your credit card or no? That's what I want to know. <laughs> a lot of people. Here, let's put, here, let's put okay. it this way. Do you, are you, have you admitted to yourself that the Heat are title contenders? If so, when did that take place? And do you care about the Lakers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Have you admitted to yourself that the Heat are title contenders? I have, but it really hit me, and I admitted to it last night. Have you admitted to yourself the Heat are title contenders? And if so, when? And do you care about the Lakers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. We have a lot to do today. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. He's going to talk to us a little bit about a returning Panther, because let's not forget about them. Panthers in action tonight looking to take that Hurricanes ass. And and we haven't even talked about Spo versus Joe Missoula, which is almost laughable and how lopsided it is in this Eastern Conference final. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's the thing and the difference about the Heat and the Celtics that I think is striking. And overall, do I think the Celtics are a better team? I, I mean, I don't think there's a question. And I get wanting to, to rep your squad, but if your brain can't compute that from top to bottom, this is a more complete Celtics roster than what the Heat have, then you're just bathing in homerism, okay? All right. You can, you can admit that. It's okay. It doesn't lessen your passion for the Heat. But the difference between the number one on the Heat and the number one on the Celtics is consistency. Because even when the number one on the Heat, when Jimmy isn't on, 
He finds ways to make winning plays at all times. He moves the ball. He plays within the offense. He gets others involved. When he didn't have lift in the Knicks series after Josh Hart injured Jimmy Butler's ankle, he found other ways to contribute. When Jason Tatum is fighting it, when going through it, Jason Tatum doesn't do any of those things. He becomes a liability. He shot the ball, Jeanette, in the second half last night four times. I was, I, there was a point where I questioned if he was even playing. If he was like even he on was the on floor. The he was because he was doing nothing. Mm-hmm. He, he contributed the number on his jersey. A big fat zero last night. Damn. He did not contribute oh, a thing in the second half. Coming off of a 51-point performance in Game 7 against the 76ers, he was a total no-show in the second half. Four shots in two quarters of basketball. In winning time, what did he do? Turnover after turnover after turnover. Three fourth-quarter turnovers. Inexcusable travels. And credit to the Heat because they closed down on him. Whether it was Lowry forcing to travel in the lane or Kayla Martin in Epic closeout at the perimeter to force an up and down on Jason Tatum. The Heat number one and the Celtics number one. Consistency is the biggest difference between them. And that is why I think the Heat are a little bit of a matchup issue for the Boston Celtics from that standpoint. Monica McNutt was on Get Up this morning on ESPN. And I think she said it pretty well about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum scored 30 points in this game, but did not attempt a field goal in the fourth quarter. He had three turnovers. He had just 13 touches in the fourth, 34 dribbles, both marked the second fewest of any in the fourth quarter this season. How does this happen, Monica? I'm not sure. And particularly as one who is cut from the Kobe cloth, right? That is so far away from the mama mentality, I, I think it's a disgrace to have it mentioned in the same sentence. This to me was highly disappointing, and it seems to be, I don't want to say thematic because I don't think it's contagious in that way, but we've had this conversation more times and not about guys that are supposed to be the stars shrinking away from the moment. I will say that the Celtics have Jalen Brown, who's terrific. Al Horford has knocked down big shots. There is this let it flow, maybe not force it because we trust one another thing that happens. But to me, if you're Jason Tatum, what we've seen in these playoffs, closeout performances, monster games, 51, right? That is just flat out unacceptable. I don't get it. I am highly baffled. Flat out unacceptable. Couldn't say it better myself, but I appreciate it. I appreciate Jason Tatum with an unacceptable second half performance. The Miami Heat are title contenders. I'm saying it for the first time in this postseason. It really hit me last night. They're they're three wins away from the NBA Finals. They're seven wins away from an NBA championship. Have you admitted to yourself that this eight-seed Heat team, this eight-seed Heat team that won in Boston last night, is an actual title contender? And if so, when did that happen? Jeanette says it was after they beat the Bucs in five. For me, I'm ready to say it today. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter at KLV1063. And do you care about the Lakers? And I also want to put, uh, and Stone still doesn't believe in the Heat right now. Yeah, he, right. Yeah, Stone's not ready I just want to call him out on that yeah. because apparently you need to save receipts on everything. Stone's, Stone's not ready yet. You're exactly right. Good call, Jeanette. Uh, <laughs> Kevin in West Palm. I'm Ken Levick alive. What's up, Kev? Yo, Ken. How y'all doing today? Good, man. All right, so... I never lost confidence that we were championship contenders because of what we did last year. 
and most of the roster is pretty well put together from last year. So that just gave them uh, another year of experience, another year to bond together, and another year to stop, I mean, not stop believing in each other. One yeah. thing you got to understand, experience is the best teacher. And right now, I think we have a, a good edge when it comes to that. And then we're fueled by the way we exited last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I never lost that confidence because these guys are resilient. And all we need is a chance. One chance. And most of the time, we try to capitalize. So Kevin, I'm I not think... worried about the Boston Celtics. Uh, and appreciate the call. Now, I'm not going to go that far. I was going to compliment Kevin on his world outlook. It seems sunshiny, and I appreciate that, and I probably need more of that. I am not going to co-sign on, I'm not worried about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I mean, whoa. Yeah, I'm not ready to do that. No. I wasn't ready to uh, to have the Knicks eliminated uh, after the Heat went up three games to one. You remember I was hedging, 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 hedging yep. on that because I just I wasn't sure. But... The Heat have shown me enough. I mean, to go into Boston, do what they did, shut out, shut down Jason Tatum in the second half, big shots across the board. That's just really, really good stuff. And it's Panthers night tonight. It's the Panthers. It's the Hurricanes from Raleigh. Game one Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL. Joining us now is Dr. James Ross. He's been with the Panthers through this playoff run. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our good friend, joins us every Thursday here on Ken Levicka Live. Dr. Ross, are, are you in North Carolina? Have you made the season opening trip? I'm not. I'm going to games five and six for this series. If necessary. If, if ne- necessary. If necessary. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, we, we've been talking a lot about Jimmy Butler's ankle over the last couple of weeks, but I want to throw Ryan Lomberg at you, a pivotal part of uh, this Panthers attack, and he hasn't played since early in the upset opening series win over the Bruins. He's had a hand injury, uh, and he's been out a significant amount of time. Uh, When it comes to hand injuries, and he took a stick to his hand, and we haven't seen him since then, uh, when when it's trying to heal up, are you really going by grip factor, or uh, when when you're trying to get an, work an athlete back? We've talked about ankles at length. How does a hand get to a point where you say, "All right, you're cleared, go out on the ice"? Well, it it really depends on the injury, and I've got a little bit of insight because I know what happened, and I'll, I'll try to keep to what's been said in the press. But um, he had an injury, attempted to play on it with it. Um, injured for those three games. He did pretty good for the first two games with some bracing and some splinting. And then during the game three is really where it got set off and he just said he couldn't go anymore because he couldn't grip his stick. Um, So it's in the press. He had surgery. Um, I guess it's been probably, what, four weeks or so? Yeah. I think since his surgery. And he's to the point where things are healing well and you know, I think that he has uh, the ability to potentially play. So he's back on the ice. He's skating. Um, I'll let you guys see tonight if he's made the trip or not. But um, <laughs> um, hopefully we'll see him this series. Uh, Paul Maurice sounded as if uh, he might have made the trip. So we'll, we'll, we'll look out for that tonight. I like that. <laughs> Dr. Ross is, is taking the Panthers' company line, and we love it. Dr. James Ross, Baptist South Orthopedic Care, here with us on Ken Levicka Live. I am going to throw a little bit of a, a curveball at you here, um, but this also sure. applies to Lomberg. Ryan Lomberg had that surgery, as you mentioned. Tyler Hero has had surgery, and now we're starting to get to a point. We were laughing about it when he got injured uh, and suffered the, the hand injury in the Bucks series. Oh, <laughs> well, he'll be ready for the finals. Now 
Like, this is a legitimate thing that could actually happen. Tyler Hero maybe making an appearance if the Heat can find a way into the finals. When it comes to recovering off of these surgeries, for me, I still can't understand how you have a surgery and then three to four weeks, you're back to action. It's one of the craziest medical miracles that's actually fairly common that you see in athletics. How do you recover in such a short amount of time to be able to have these guys play after a procedure like that? Yeah, listen, I mean, um, Tyler Hero, I mean, I, I could talk a little bit more about that because it actually said in the press what what he had done. So he had a metacarpal fracture, so that's a, a bone that's in his in the hand, and he had fixation, which is usually with plates and screws, and plates and screws are pretty strong, mm-hmm. and bones bones are good at healing. So that's the good thing about bone bones and fractures is that once you line them up, the body does a pretty good job after about four to six weeks or so to really start to get some union or healing across the fracture to the point where a combination of the healing of the bone plus the plates and screw fixation is enough to be able to play. Um, You know, I've had a player over at FEU who broke his forearm a couple years ago, and, and I fixed that with plates and screws, and I believe I let him play at four weeks or something with a, with a club and a cast on. So, you know, modern day, the implants that we use are pretty strong. Now, they're, they're put in place for the body to heal. So once the bone is healed completely, there's really no use for the plates and screws anymore, and they don't su- provide the strength that you need, but we just don't do surgery to take them out. So I, I think it's totally, totally um, a foreseeable event that he'll be able to come back and play. That is so, so, so wild to me. Dr. Ross, really appreciate you. Uh, enjoy uh, game one tonight. We'll talk next Wednesday. And the way this has been, or next Thursday, the way this has been going every week, uh, we talk to you, and uh, the Heat and the Panthers have advanced around almost every single different week uh, that we've talked over the last month. So uh, uh, maybe that will be close to the case uh, next Thursday. But uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you next week, and thanks again. Yeah, South Florida sports is on the roll. This FAU, is awesome. Final Four, Miami, Final Four, Nova winning basketballs national title and now the heat and the, the the panthers so it's great great to be a sports fan in florida this rules and dr ross a big part of it especially on the uh, the panther side dr james ross with us here on ken levick alive uh, and he is brought to you by baptist health orthopedic care if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain need to see an expert in the field baptist health orthopedic care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Like, that's another thing that really sort of hit me is we are, we are getting closer and closer to a possible Tyler Hero return to the heat rotation. How is that possible? How is it possible? You just sound very excited about your basketball team. Man. He sounds like a fan. It's you just, sound like a fan. It's just great. You know what's, what's why? I don't know if you guys have consumed it the same way. This playoff run has been so much more fun than last season's. I think it's largely because, for me, the mindset going in, heat or an 8C, the regular season sucked. Like, let's just, all right. Let's get this over with. And now it feels impossible that they're at this point, except it's the same core group. 
that they had last year, minus P.J. Tucker. Last year it was sort of, all right, get out of here, Hawks. I mean, you're terrible. Bye. And then it was beat the 76ers. That's satisfying, but it's the Sixers. They can't get out of the second round. Jimmy doing his whole Tobias Harris over me. And then there was the disappointment, like they didn't meet expectations when they lost in Game 7 to the Celtics. And everything seemed like an uphill battle in this series. This playoff run has been so much more damn fun than last year with the Heat as a one seed. We've had absolutely no expectations. There's a reason why. That, that's got to be it, It's right? the Florida Panthers going up against the Boston Bruins, the greatest team in NHL regular season history. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the one seed, the most regular season wins. All of our teams have had zero expectations to do a damn thing. And here we are. That's why it's a little sweeter. So for me, I've I've always supported the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. but I've never really like been full in on it. Immersed. I- exactly. I am an Orlando Magic fan number one. Blech. Okay? Loyal. That's what I am. But when I saw Jimmy go 56, that was the first time in a while I've stood up from my couch and have probably woken up my neighbors to the point where my dog was barking after he made that shot when he was falling off. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm officially a Miami Heat fan. This playoff run has been incredible to watch. I'm sleep deprived today because I have to go to the gym at 530 in the morning. And I was literally like, I need this game to end, but I'm not going to stop watching it. I'm fooling. I'm fooling. I don't I don't know when it ends. I'm not a religious person at all, but I do know that I have never been closer to God than I was standing uh, on the floor at Madison Square Garden after FAU clinched its uh, trip to the Final Four and that 56-point game with Jimmy Butler, the step back. I, I, have, I have had multiple religious experiences, and none of them have had anything to do with religion, and it's been sports-related over the last... Three and a half months. There's an argument that they could be the same. They, I've, yeah, da- I guess they I've could. dated enough men where it's definitely the same <laughs> thing. Uh, and by the way, the the uh, heat down ten uh, number that that Stone brought up here it is. This is from Sports Center. The Heat this postseason, when trailing by ten points or more, they have a seventy one point four percent winning percentage. <laughs> when trailing by ten or more, the rest of the NBA in the postseason, when trailing by ten or more. Nineteen point two percent winning percentage. I kind of love it. So like, as hey, it, it's that'll never be matched. Uh, it's a matrix that we're living in. The math does not math, right there. And, and there's been enough and of this. That's what makes it so exciting. No, and, and and I can see where Stone's brain though says, well, uh, that's not even possible. <laughs> Except the sample size is significant. <laughs> Correct. He's just petty that he's lost so much money. It has already nothing to do with that. Do you hear the stat? Stats. Do you hear the stat? The stats. Let me get some numbers. Nine percent. The numbers are mind. Boggling. Like, get out of here. I've had, I mean, there have get been multiple people, here. multiple people that have called this show though over the last two months that have said heat culture is so annoying. Heat culture is not real. This is how I feel when you talk about heat culture. That number right there, it might be the most tangible heat culture number, the most tangible proof that heat culture exists. That in the postseason, the Heat have a over seventy-one percent winning percentage when trailing by ten or more where the rest of the postseason in the NBA has only won games at a 19% clip when trailing by 10 or more. That's the most tangible That's the most tangible heat culture number I think I've ever heard that's ever existed. When we come back, a, I can't believe this is happening. We're in Groundhog Day. We are in Groundhog Day 
When we come back, the stupidest analysis from last year's Eastern Conference Finals, Heat Celtics, is back for a second go around. You're going to get dumber when we return. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Jeremy tweets in, last night kind of made it more of a reality that the Heat are a title contender. The Bucks series was an inkling. And Stone, I care about LeBron more than the Lakers, but I don't need to hear about them or you talk about them ad nauseum. Breach. Well, cool, Jeremy, because LeBron James and his teams have gone to win 10 of 16 game twos after losing game one and came out victorious at nine of those 16 series. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend, Jeanette? I actually have stacked. I'm going to go see an orchestra version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame Sweet. in Orlando. Nice. And then Saturday, I'm doing something Saturday, but I forgot. So have you, what are you guys doing 8.30 tonight? I mean, have you seen the forecast? It is going to be hot around here. Well, actually, 90s, man. Saturday, oh I'm going to hang out with this couple that's going to be in West Palm at a dance recital. Oh, yeah, my, my wife's miserable. Yeah, it'll be good. Hey, guys, hey, guys, what are you guys doing at 8.30 tonight? I, I'm going to be actually trying to make friends at the Junior League of Palm Beaches. Oh, I'm going to a fancy dinner. They told me to dress extra, so I'm going to be extra as oh. uh, Jeanette, you'll never believe this new Nintendo Switch game we got. Oh, my God. Oh. It is Which so one? Fun. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's 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 um, Mario Party, actually. Oh, you know what's great about that? I actually played Mario Kart mm-hmm. last week in New Hampshire for the first time oh, on the fun. Switch. Where are you guys leaning? It's a bunch of fun. Where are you guys leaning in tonight's game? Listening to Stone geek out about yeah. LeBron for yeah. the 50th time right. in about two hours. Stone, what are you? What are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.